If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Music is the Love Language podcast. And I am your host, Nicole Purvey. We are taking over. I am taking over. Because Clint, he comes on his podcast every week and he judges people and their art. And today we're going to judge him. We are going to judge every fiber of his being. I just watched his comedy special, My Edible Kicked In. Okay. And we going to dissect it. I'm going to grade it. And we're going to talk about this comedy special. So first of all, I just want to say I am actually really proud of Clint. Now, let me give you all a little bit of history about me. I don't particularly like stand up. I am very, very unusual person in that way. I had a time in my life where I dated someone that was in stand up community. One of my friends was a stand up person and I saw too much of it. So every time I watch stand up, I just be like, So I'm just like a real crazy critic in that way. So when Clint asked me to do this, I was like, yes, I'll do it. And I am going to be merciless as it pertains to critiquing you. So first of all, I will say that I'm actually really proud of him because there were some moments that I actually laughed out loud, like laughed out loud. Everything was very, very polished. But. But there's always a but. Clint is a very. By nature, he is a self-deprecating person. So self-deprecating to the point of awkwardness. And this podcast did not disappoint in the Clint way that we know that who we know that he is. It was funny, but it was also a little bit awkward at times. Like for instance, the fact that he had a suit on with no shirt. Now, I've known Clint a very long time. I knew he was a little chubby. And he lost a lot of weight. I'm very proud of him. He did it for health reasons. And so, like, I'm assuming that he thinks that he lost weight. So now he's like this sex symbol and he might have his chest out with no taco meat. Like, I need you to have a little bit of taco meat. That's like no taco meat. And just like, he's not very toned. So, <laughs> so that's the first thing I noticed. I'm like, does he not have a shirt on? Am I looking at his belly button a little bit? (laughs) I did. I did. So I was a little bit embarrassed. It was awkward. So I'm looking at it like, um, this about to be awkward. And so, um, it was a little bit. And then at one point he actually gave us a peek of his boobs and that just like solidified. Oh, you know, this is awkward. Okay, so, all right, so that right there was, I think him wearing the suit just in general gave a good um, precursor to what we was going to watch because he actually looked nice. So, like, in the same way that Clint is who he is, like, he's funny, he's polished, he's professional, but you know it's going to be a tinge of self-deprecating awkwardness that makes you uncomfortable. That was what his whole, his physical presence was. Like, he looks nice, but... Are you, do you know that your belly button is hanging out? <laughs> I see it. Do you see it? <laughs> okay, so that just like set the tone. And so he didn't disappoint. 
Okay. So I took some notes because I watched it and I was just like, um, it's some good stuff in here. It's also some awkward moments. So first of all, I want to say Clint is a very good storyteller. Like he did a really good job. No, before we even go, I don't want to just keep praising him. Let me tell you something he did the whole entire time that drove me crazy is he introduces his jokes. I don't need you to tell me I'm okay. This is my first joke. So this is how he come out. He's like, Hey, what's up, Clint? I'm Clint. You know, he tells this little, this, this little joke about Brooklyn. And he's like, no segue. All right. So for my first joke, <laughs> bro, <laughs> I need you to, <laughs> I need a little bit of foreplay. <laughs> you don't have to tell me about the jokes. Okay. So that irritated me just a little bit, but, um, he's a great storyteller. And as he's telling these stories, he's really, uh, just he just he, he it's a good time it's a good time and he's making you laugh and he's got some really really relatable valid points about black women about sex now let's talk about this for the first chunk of the beginning he talked a lot about sex I now know a little bit more than I would like to know about Clint and his sex life <laughs> so this is the awkward part okay this is the awkward part now there were some things that were very relatable because he talked about something that no one seems to talk about and is very true is that men like to get their boobs sucked y'all gonna watch and y'all gonna see he has some good take on that that actually made me laugh because it was relatable to some of my experiences now i am not comfortable with talking to y'all about my sex life so i'm not gonna tell you how it relates to my life but i will tell you it's very relatable and y'all need to hear these jokes um, oh, he had a good joke about, um, a dick pic. I don't want to tell it. Am I allowed to tell it? A little bit? Okay. 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 Now I actually laughed because the girl asked him to send a dick pic and he said he sent a dick boomerang. Now that was funny to me because who does that? Because let me tell you why that's funny. Because unless you got an app, most people don't got apps. If you need a boomerang, you got to put the boomerang in Instagram. <laughs> so you put the you put the dick pic in Instagram. What if you would have hit send by mistake, Clint? What if? What if this whole time while you're telling this joke, this is what I'm thinking. Like, this is funny because he does this like hand movement. Like, this is the dick boomerang. So first of all, if I ask for a dick pic and I'm a dick pic asker, okay, I'm not. You know, a woman be acting like <gasps> dick pics. Oh my god. I, I I enjoy the story of the dick pic. Like, what is your background? What do you got going on? But whatever, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> My whole point is if I got a dick pic boomerang, I would not be turned on. I would be laughing so hard. He didn't even talk about that part. Like, how did the woman feel about receiving a dick pic boomerang? But that's neither here nor there. Y'all got to hear this joke. It's really, really funny. Okay. Let me see what else did he talk about. Um... Oh, was a real awkward moment in there when he was talking about men getting moist. <laughs> he didn't even get a lot of laughs in the audience, but it was awkward. It was very Clint. <laughs> Clint-like. <laughs> Great delivery. You're proud of him. He looks nice. But it's awkward. <laughs> you want to talk about men getting No man, man wants to talk about being moist. You're cool with talking about that. <laughs> I'm not cool with hearing about it. <laughs> Um, this, I really did like, he talked about 
how there's two types of feet feet people, like foot a foot guy. Like if you have a foot fetish, there's two different types. Now that was funny, just laying it out because there is the creepy type and then there's the more socially acceptable type. So I thought that was funny. He went into his whole foot fetish thing too. Again, more than I would like to know about Clint, but this stuff is funny. Okay, I will say that. Um. I will tell you, this is one point that I did laugh out loud because the the delivery on this was pretty funny when he talked about how <laughs> black women are clean freaks. We germaphobes. And he was like, <laughs> if, you, if a woman steps on a roach, <laughs> then she going to cut her whole foot off. Now, I didn't deliver it as good as he did. Trust me, I didn't. But it was funny because, yes, absolutely. We as black women, we are absolutely clean freaks and if i step on a roach the foot the whole foot gotta go it's a wrap my son be doing some weird things he three he got he's not coming out his nose all the time and i contemplate all the time just throwing him away (laughs) i don't want to clean this not up just throw the whole baby away so yes i agree with that clint some good points um he has some really, 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 really good jokes. I, I, I got a list of more good jokes. I will tell y'all, I did laugh out loud. And I don't be... I can watch a comedy special, recognize the comedy, and not laugh out loud. But I laughed out loud on this one. So you need to um, definitely watch it. Okay, so let's talk about some of the things that was awkward. That I feel like my friend Clint could brush up on. Some of his stories are anticlimactic. He tells a really great story and then just ends it. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> Come on, Clint, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. Um, trying to think of the example was, um, I can't even remember. The whole story about, oh, about your mom catching you with the... <laughs> so Clint tells the story about how he got in trouble. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. On the, the wrestling move in school. And I know his mom. I know Miss Juanita. And she don't play. And so I'm just imagining... <laughs> I'm just imagining this whole experience of like her response to getting called when he's 10 years old doing this in school. And so he tells this whole story and I'm on the edge of my seat. And then it was very anticlimactic. Actually, the end was very awkward. (laughs) It was very awkward and I needed him to clean it up just a little bit and make it just funnier. And um, he didn't. It just was like, dang, Clint, dang, Clint. <laughs> what, what, what really happened? <laughs> I don't want to tell y'all the joke. Can I, do you want me to tell the joke? No, uh, uh, no. I'm. You need to find this joke is really funny. You definitely need to go watch it. It's really, really funny. I'm not. I'm not going to do it no justice. Um, the other thing that was anticlimactic or I shouldn't say anticlimactic it was it was just the climax was just so awkward I want to you want to root for this guy in a suit with no shirt on and so the, the, the climax was just not I don't know I wanted it to be something else was the woman he was cracking on and it went left he said the wrong thing to her and went left he cracked on her on a train 
and it went left and it ended up with her taking a dildo out and slapping it on his chest. <laughs> and I need I needed I needed a little bit more. But it was still funny. It was it was a funny um story because I would absolutely do if 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 Clint said to me what he said to this woman when he cracked on her, told her. She said, what do I need you for? He said, you need this dick. <laughs> if Clint said that to me, I, I don't walk around with dildos, but I would have did something real disrespectful as well. One of the things that I also did like about this is very important to me, especially for a comedy um, stand-up, is the conclusion, right? And there always has to be a goosh, a really good goosh at the end where you bring an old joke back and comedians always try it and it doesn't work. But Clint did a really, really, really good job of wrapping bringing the story all the way back. And um, I appreciated that as well. Before we go on, I want to give you all a little bit of context of why I don't like stand up all that much. So it's a number of reasons. Number one, I've mentioned that I spent a lot of time watching stand up and seeing the behind the scenes you guys have no idea what goes into each and every individual joke like a lot goes into these jokes there are millions of different iterations of them so when I see a stand-up joke I can see all the iterations in my mind the other thing is I have seen comedians literally fight over jokes like for real, for real fight over jokes. Like that's my joke. He stole that joke from me or whatever, whatever, whatever. I, I cannot. So when I see jokes or when I hear jokes, I'm just dissecting all this. And then my mind goes to another level. And so like now it's no longer funny to me. The other thing about, this is probably the biggest part about why I'm not a huge stand-up fan. It's not even that I'm not a huge stand-up fan. It's just that it's got to really, really, really be funny is because for the most part, the whole idea of stand-up is you get a peek into somebody's mind for an hour, two hours, or however long the special is. I'm going to be honest with you. In my opinion, most people are idiots and aren't that interesting that I want to sit and listen to what's in your mind for 20 minutes. Like A lot of these people be functioning illiterates. <laughs> they was like the D kid in class. I don't want to hear what's in your mind for two hours. And then the stuff don't even be funny. So I don't want to invest two hours of my time to find out what, if what's in your mind is possibly funny for maybe one or two jokes. Now, with that being said, because I'm this critic and I have such a high standard for stand up, I actually enjoy I really thought I was going to come here when Clint asked me to do this. I thought I was going to come here and just be like, it wasn't funny. I didn't laugh, <laughs> but I'm not surprised either because Clint has shared a lot of his work with me. Some stuff that you have seen, some stuff that you haven't seen. We have these conversations and I think he uses me as a sounding board for some of this stuff and he does really good quality work. So I wasn't surprised, but I also was fully prepared of watching it and just being like, mm, nah, this, this is not funny, but I was, I was surprised I did not feel that way. I actually laughed. I was giggling. Now, let me tell y'all what 
for me, what type of comedy I like, what is important to me. Number one, it needs to be relatable. Like I like really relatable stuff. Also too, I have this weird, um, thing where I like when comedians make fun of their parents. I don't know why. It's just a weird thing that I just think is funny, especially if your parent is like ethnic. Like, I want to hear if you Indian, I want to hear about your Indian mom. I want you to speak in an accent. I want to hear about your Jamaican dad. I want to hear about your Irish granddad. Like, I want to hear it. Give give it all to me. Um, So I think even with Clint talking a lot about just his experience dating black women and some of the stuff that was relatable, not just the normal stuff that you hear about dating black women, like, Oh, black women, y'all so angry. Like he didn't go to, he immediately was like, I only date black women. I don't want no round of applause for that. This is what I'm supposed to do. And this is how black women are. And it was not the normal stuff. One of the things that he talked about, and this is also very relatable, like black women will not let nothing slide. Like, like at all, like, <laughs> None whatsoever. He he told a joke about something that happened and then a black woman remembered it three years later, brought it back around. And this is what we do. The other thing that he talked about that made it very relatable because I say this about myself. I am not, I don't particularly go looking for a fight. But if you bring a fight to me, I go for the jugular. And that's literally the exact saying that he said. <laughs> It was like, black women, y'all go for the jugular. We do. We do. I'm sorry. It's like, I'm sure some people out there are going to be like, black women, whatever. No, it's just like a favorite thing about Like, if you want to bring a fight to me, I know how to make you cry without yelling. I know how to make you cry without cussing. I know how to go make you just question your whole existence. Like, this is a special art of mine. And like, I don't want to do that. But if you bring me there... <laughs> hand rub <laughs> welcome into my lair like <laughs> step into you don't even know what you've got yourself into I'm not even gonna raise my voice I'm not gonna cuss but I'm gonna have you going and preparing some knives so you can go and slit your wrist like I'm here for this okay <laughs> so Clint talked about that and these are all relatable things without being so black women are this black women are that these are things that are that are true that are not necessarily bad about us and this is not every black woman like let's keep it a bean but these were things that I related to and so I like that type of comedy um I also the type of comedy I like I like really cerebral things. Um, I'm not here for slapstick stuff. I'm not here for um, super raunchy jokes. I don't want to hear it. That's why I was like a little awkward in the beginning with Clint just went right into his sex life. So I'm like, but it was still funny, but it was awkward, (laughs) but it was still funny. It wasn't like super raunchy. It wasn't like completely inappropriate. Like, do you want your kids watching it? No. Like, I can't say it wasn't not inappropriate, but like, it wasn't something that made me uncomfortable. Uh, and it was still cerebral. So, which is something that I appreciated. Uh, the other thing that I don't like about comedy is I don't like a whole lot of cussing, cussing when it's not necessary. A lot of comedians do that. They'll have a tagline for the way that they cuss and they use that. They're really, really try to to milk it. 
And it's like, this is a gimmick. I don't think it's funny. It wasn't funny when you did it the first time. And it's not funny when you did it the 2000th time. I'm over it. I was actually just looking at a a post on Instagram today where a comedian, I don't want to say who they are. Their whole thing is a gimmick. And it's just like, bro, this wasn't funny 20 years ago. It's not funny now. And no, just the way that they say things, the way that they say curse words. So I don't need a whole lot of cursing. Like, at all. I don't even, I mean, now I have a three-year-old. I found out that I really don't even cuss. When I do cuss, I'm like, ooh. (laughs) Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? And a breakfast cutoff. (laughs) Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So I don't even really cuss that much. So I don't, I don't, don't try to manipulate me into something being funny by saying a cuss word in a funny way. I don't need it. So Clint did cuss, but it wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't on it. He wasn't on using it. So I really did appreciate that. Um, which I think is some other stuff that I don't like that a lot of comedians use. Uh, I don't know. They just be dumb. That's just really borderline. Like, I don't want to hear this. You're. I just don't want to take a two hour walk into your brain. And so I really did enjoy, even with the awkwardness, like I'm a little bit embarrassed for you, Clint. <laughs> even with that, it was where I don't feel like I got robbed of my 30 minutes. It wasn't even a long, it wasn't even a long special either. He got a nice stand ovation at the end. And um it was, it was, it was good. I I really do appreciate it. And you will not be robbed of your time. I promise you. I promise you. Especially if you were to go see Clint live. Like that's another thing. I don't particularly like watching stand up. Because watching it in person versus watching it live is two totally different things. A lot of times when you watch it. Or I should say when you watch it on TV versus live. When you're watching it on TV. It gets watered down. The joke doesn't come across the same way as it does when you're watching it live. So it's just really like, it's just difficult. It's just two different experiences. So watching this, if I laughed in my house, I did a good amount of laughing out loud. The other, Oh, here's another thing. I know I'm changing my topic around. Here's the other thing that Clint does really, really well. I know you, you guys know this, that comedy is all about timing. And he does a really good job with timing. Just he's he is really polished. That I will say, Clint, I am very proud of you because a lot of even seasoned comedians, they don't have the timing down. And it's like sometimes awkward in between jokes Or they have these long breaks or they don't get to the punchline quick enough or they do it too fast. It was very, very polished. You can tell he's done this a lot and he's had some good training. So I'm I'm proud proud of him there as well. So, um, yeah, I I I did enjoy it outside of the parts where I was a little bit embarrassed for him. I keep talking about that because I wish he could take that away. (laughs) Like (laughs) Clint does not have to be so self-deprecating. One other thing about what I don't like about comedy is I think a lot of times comedians will use their stage 
as a political sounding board, we see it all the time. Or a place to get their views across about something that they feel very strongly about. And when I, if I go to see comedy, I come because I need stresses. I need you to relieve some of the stresses of my week. That's the whole point. I don't want to come and see comedy and be stressed out even more. Do I not care about what's happening socially? I do probably more than anybody that you know. But if I specifically say I want to pop in a comedy tape, I don't want to hear about the stresses of your political life or the stresses of whatever is going on socially around you. I just, I don't, this is not what I'm here for. And one of the biggest takeaways that I would tell anybody who's thinking about watching any of Clint's stuff or going to see him do stand up is you are going to have a good time. Clint is very smart. I know he has political views. I know he has views on anything socially, whatever, but come and just put all your cares to the side for just a minute. And that is important to me. If I wanted to know what was going on politically or here, I'll watch the news or whatever. I don't know. I don't want to hear it. Don't mix it in with my comedies. I I, don't, I had a whole rough week. I don't want to hear it no more. So that's another reason why I just don't. I, and then a lot of times some of these comedians, when they be having political views, they be wrong. Their views be wrong. I don't agree with you and you wrong. I'm sorry. This is not funny. Why are we here? There's been a lot of times where I'm like, this ain't funny. Why are we here? You you got me darn near about to cry, about to throw a shoe at you on stage. I don't want to hear this. So Clinton is going to give you a good time. That is a promise. That is what it's all about. Take your mind off of it. If you're feeling down about yourself, he will make you feel better because he's going to self-deprecate so much that (laughs) you will not feel so bad about yourself anymore, okay? (laughs) That's serious, but joke, but serious, but it's still a little bit of a joke. Um, So yeah, a good time. That's really what it's all about. And I hope that that's why you watch comedy. So overall... I enjoyed it and I don't be enjoying comedy. I gave y'all all my reasons why. Okay. Overall, I enjoyed it. I do not feel robbed of my 30 minutes. Okay. If I don't feel that way, if I, I, how do I want to say this? If I feel that way, then I would absolutely go and see him in person. Because the show was probably 10, just with the the excitement in the room was probably 10 times funnier. So I highly recommend you seeing him in person. I don't think I've seen Clint do stand up in person in years. So I will actually go. I will buy a ticket and go. And that's a big deal for me. So overall, I would give it a B plus A minus. And that's a real score. I swear to y'all. I promise y'all, I just don't want to say I swear to y'all, but I promise y'all that is a real life score. I was fully prepared when he asked me to do it. I was like, I was imagining myself saying, I'm going to give, I give this like right while he's sitting in the room or whatever, like I'm going to give Clint a C and then just being dead serious, dead serious about it. 
but nah, I give it a A minus. I'm, def- I'm definitely in the room. I <laughs> definitely want to. <laughs> I'm definitely in the room. Um, first of all, real quick, I'm not trying to interrupt your pod, interrupt your podcast, right? My podcast. But um, I'm off camera. Nobody can see me. But um, first of all, what I do want to say is I do appreciate you even taking the time out to watch the special. The whole point of this episode was, you know, we we a lot of times, you know, I'm 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 very critical of music. I know you're you're the most critical person I know. You've been on this podcast. Like you've criticized Jay-Z. He'd go. You know what I'm saying? Like you're one of the most critical people I know. Like you critique, you know, when I when I show you something behind the scenes, you're very critical of that. So I'm like, look, you're the perfect person to come on this podcast and talk about like what you saw in the special, what you did like, what you didn't like. And the whole point is like, y'all, man, like, I mean, look, I, I told y'all classic albums is a ring, you know, 30 minute uh, hour special. That's that's considered an album. 30 minutes is a mixtape. To me, mixtapes is if you got a if you got a classic mixtape, you got a gold medal. I, I you know, with me, I do believe that this, this special is a gold medal, but I want to see if everybody else feels the same way. So when you can't when you come you coming on and, and talking about it. You know, I just want, I just really want to thank you. Yes, I've been in a room, y'all, the whole time, but I didn't pay her to say this. Like, and honestly, I, 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 money to I, I, I truly believe if you didn't like it, you probably would have been like, yo, Clint, I can't make it. No, I would have came and just did it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> I would have came and been like, <laughs> this shit ass. He would have been like, Clint. <clears throat> And this episode wouldn't have aired. <laughs> I would have begged him to put it out. Put this episode out, nigga. They need to know you cheeks. <laughs> no, but no, keep keep going. I just I just wanted you. She, you said I was in the room. Fuck it. I just let put the cat out the bag. Make sure y'all you know watch the special. All right, bye. <laughs> I'm I'm really I'm really proud of you though, for real. Um. So yeah, I give it an A minus B plus. Watch it. Go out, go, next time Clint is on tour, go get a ticket, like seriously, it's it's going to make you feel better, like, tears, take your mind off your stuff, go on a date, do all that stuff, have a good time, laugh, just have a good time, ain't nobody, it's just, it's just a good time, good wholesome fun, like for real, I know that sounds weird, but it's good wholesome fun, so, I highly recommend it. And I'm dope. Who am I? Yeah, but we gotta end the podcast somewhere. Oh. So um I'm Nicole Purvy. I am a real estate investor. I also run a real estate club, the Better Than Success Real Estate League, and I also do really dope events. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I got an event coming up. So like, this is how y'all know, like, I really, this, I'm really in this game, just in a different way. So I have a big conference coming up called the Women in Real Estate Summit. This is the fourth one. And everything I do when it comes to a production is so meticulously crafted. Like, I don't take people's time for granted at all when I do events and people decide that they want to come and learn with me they want to come and spend time with me they want to learn about real estate with me and my friends and the people that I hand select like I got the dopest women all over the country coming to do this event and the whole event is like from every minute of the event is so meticulously crafted 
to make it so that every person who comes there walks in with nothing and leaves with a deal. I'm only telling y'all this. I'm not saying this to sell y'all my show. I'm telling y'all how qualified I am to talk about Clint's special. I am very meticulous. So y'all can learn about all the stuff that I do at Nicole Purvey on everything at Better Than Success. And if you are interested in coming to our Women in Real Estate Summit, guess what? Men are invited. Smart men come. If you want to learn about real estate, smart men come. Because first of all, I bring out the flyest women, okay? For whatever reason, they always want to come out dressed up to hang out with me. And then also women are better teachers. So if you want to learn about real estate, you want to be in a room where the deals are made, I'm going to have funding specialists to get you business credit. I'm going to have business credit so you can buy real estate. I'm going to have all type of, it's just going to be laid out. Just go to wiresummit2023.com and you'll see everything that we got going on there. And um, follow me. I'll be telling jokes through real estate sometimes. I'm kind of funny just a little bit in the ways that I tell y'all that people should be funny. And um, yeah. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.